welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including, in their own words, Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers brand new head coach Matt Rule, introduced to Panthers Nation late yesterday. In his own words, Roy Williams of the Tar Heels, Carolina lost to a non-contender in the ACC, meaning not one of the top teams, at home again. It happened against Georgia Tech over the weekend. It happened to Pitt at the hands of Pitt last night in Chapel Hill. Remember the Clemson Tigers visit next. Those Tigers have never won in Chapel Hill over the Tar Heels in men's basketball. The never streak is at stake. The Tar Heels have dropped to eight and seven. We'll give you Roy Williams in his own words, his least gifted team in his 17 years as the Tar Heels head coach lived down to that description again last night. Pitt coach Jeff Capel, formerly of Duke, player and assistant coach, of course, ran successful programs at VCU in Oklahoma before jumping back into the head coaching ranks last season, took over a debacle of a pit program from Kevin Stallings. Growing pains last year, now a nice win, another one this year. Panthers 11 and four, and they hope to be an NCAA tournament team from the ACC. Jeff Capel III will drop by in hour number two. He is headed back to his alma mater with his Panthers later this month. Last year, Duke played Pitt, but it was up at Pitt. Jeff Capel, former Duke player, longtime right-hand man to Mike Krzyzewski, has never entered Cameron Indoor Stadium as the, and I'll use air quotes, enemy. Now, he was there as a recruit, of course. He's been there as a visitor in various capacities while wearing various colors, et cetera, VCU, Oklahoma, or otherwise. He has never been the enemy. He has never been a part of a group trying to beat the Blue Devils in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Jeff Capel gets that later this month. He got a big win last night in Chapel Hill. Coach drops by early in our second hour today. Tom Dundon of the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, he owns the place. He owns the team, that guy. Tom Dundon has a team that is in playoff position once again, midpoint of this regular season through celebration announced the addition of 38-year-old three-time Stanley Cup champion Justin Williams. That press conference was yesterday. Willie is back, and he's returning to another quality team. Tom Dundon and Rod Brindamore has completely changed the culture of that hockey franchise located in our backyard. Tom will join us in hour number three. Mark Richt is going to drop by. Very successful head coach of the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC. More recently, the Miami Hurricanes, his alma mater of the ACC, now with the ACC Network. The Huddle... The ACC Network's signature football show is going to have multiple sets in New Orleans as this coming Monday night, LSU and Clemson battle Tigers versus Tigers for this year's national championship. We'll talk college football with Mark Richt. We'll talk Canes with Tom Dundon. He owns the place. We'll talk college basketball, Panthers and Tar Heels with Jeff Capel when he drops by in hour number two. We have questions of, a, of the day that allow for your participation Tiger Woods is in today's headlines for reasons I will get to. I'll give you my favorite or hopefully most interesting details 
from the David Tepper Matt Rule marriage as I've placed some calls and read some interesting articles. How did that come together? Did you know that David Tepper and Marty Herney were on Matt Rule's driveway when Matt Rule, his wife, and children returned from a family vacation to Mexico? Darren Vaught is the producer of this program. Darren, you know my wife, the lovely and talented Maria. Is there any way that she would allow a job interview to take place at our house after we just spent a whole bunch of days in Mexico as a family of four in our case? Matt Rule and his wife and his kids pulled up, and Tepper and Herney are in their driveway. My wife would be like, well, is the house clean? David Tepper's coming. We have, to, we have to make sure the dog hasn't eaten through the drywall. We've got to make sure there's food in the refrigerator. How are we going to take care of these people? This is a big career opportunity for us. The Tepper, Marty Herney, Panthers crew beat him to his own house. And he just got out of the van. David Tepper actually helped bring the luggage into the house. They sat down for, I think it turned out to be five or six hours and it ended happily for all parties involved. You know the answer, by the way. Maria runs around in circles when you're coming to town. There's not a job interview at stake there, right? <laughs> yeah. There's not a $62 million contract waiting at the end of that, unless there's news I'm unaware of. I wish that were the case, Darren. We appreciate your services <laughs> here at the David Glenn Show. I'll give you more of the most interesting details I've seen as that marriage came together. It is Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Did you know that, Darren? That's a hashtag trending on social media. Law it's always a something day. Appreciation day. Uh, we're going to give away tickets. We're going we're gonna to really need the honor system today. Like, you can't pretend to be law enforcement. I think you, you go straight to hell if you do that. I'm pretty sure that's one of the commandments that didn't make the cut to 10, right? It's down there somewhere. Just didn't make the final tablet. In honor of Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, and you know we've sent Justin in Elkin, I believe he's either a current or former law enforcement person. Doug in Raleigh, a current or former law enforcement person. They've been among our recent winners. Law enforcement that we have sent with their family or friends to Canes games. I'm going to give away a pair of lower-level tickets to an upcoming Carolina Hurricanes home game. I'll even work with the winner on which game they get to. But the winner has to be from law enforcement. Now, can it be the wife calling for the husband or the husband calling for the wife? I'm all good. It could be the kid calling for the mom or dad, whatever. But the honor system is in effect. These are in honor of Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. So I don't know how we sort all that out. I'll leave that to you guys on the other side of the glass. But we are going to honor law enforcement here in North Carolina because of Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. I have another chicken soup for the sports soul story today. Did you know that an NFL player this past wildcard weekend was asked by a media member that he did not recognize? So not like someone he can go back to, not someone he's familiar with. Media member says, hey, man, I'm working with this charity. If there's any way you could give me those gloves you just used to catch the key touchdown pass in this playoff game as your team advances, uh, I work with this charity. We're going to auction them off, and all the proceeds are going to go to this great cause. Can I have this? And, and the guy gave them to him. And then the guy goes home, and on social media he is bombarded with, uh, that dude just sold your gloves on eBay. Not cool. Not cool. 
how does that story end up being chicken soup for the sports soul? Well, it does have a more pleasant ending after that particular twist. I'll give you some of those details as we invite your participation. All three guests are later. Intern Sam and intern Tommy are both with us representing the University of North Carolina today. Be nice to them when you dial 1-800-849-2761. Jeff Capel of Pitt, second hour. Tom Dundon of the Canes, third hour. Mark Richt from the ACC Network, third hour. That allows us time to play and enjoy the Canes, the NBA, the college basketball, the NFL, and the college football headlines of the day. Here are your questions allowing for your participation. In college hoops, I watched Duke beat Georgia Tech last night. I watched State beat Notre Dame, I watched Pitt over Carolina, and I watched Florida State beat Wake Forest. Three of those four games right here on North Carolina soil. I even followed UNCG against East Tennessee State, Davidson against Rhode Island. A nice win for Campbell out at UNC Asheville. Uh, quality programs in both cases. I watched a lot. I followed a lot in college basketball. The remote control was working overtime. Here's my question. What did you learn or maybe relearn, is that a word? What did you learn or what were you reminded of last night about the team you love the most or maybe the team you hate the most? Because I learned new things about Duke in a victory at Georgia Tech, about state for sure. I think the list is led by one observation I have about the Wolfpack, gritty, tough, clutch, come from behind win against a well-coached veteran Notre Dame team without C.J. Bryce, who to this point has been the Wolfpack's best player this season. Pitt over Carolina, bad news. Florida State over Wake Forest, no embarrassment there. The Seminoles are number 10 in the national rankings and arguably the second best team behind Duke in the ACC. College basketball question of the day. I'll give you my answers and we welcome yours. What did you learn or relearn? about your favorite or least favorite team last night in college basketball, 1-800-849-2761. And for NFL fans, here's, to, here's how to jump in. I'll give you my answer. We will welcome yours. As we give you David Tepper in his own words, Matt Rule in his own words, Justin Williams, Roy Williams, even a little Jimmy Butler today from the NBA in his own words. NFL question of the day. If you had to pick an NFL lock of the weekend, your life depends on getting one game right. Forget the spread. I'm not playing the Vegas game. I just mean you got to get the winner right. Straight up. If you had to pick an NFL lock of the weekend, what would it be and why? Your life depends on this, hypothetically. Vikings at the 49ers, Titans at the Ravens, Texans at the Chiefs, Seahawks at the Packers. Now, all the home teams are favored by a little, or in some cases, a touchdown or so. So you know the Niners, Ravens, Chiefs, and Packers theoretically would be the safer picks. But your life depends on it. There is only one game I view as near a lock type of status. We all know gambling is dangerous. There's no such thing as true lock. But I have one that stands out as the potential lock of the weekend. I will share my thoughts on that as we welcome yours. If you had to pick an NFL lock of the weekend, straight up, no point spread, what would it be and why? Those calls on the other side with my answer as well. And college hoops, what did you learn or relearn about your favorite team last night? I will give my thoughts on the Blue Devils, the Wolfpack, the Tar Heels, the Deacons, and more. 
1-800-849-2761. Carolina Hurricanes owner Tom Dundon, third hour. ACC Network football analyst Mark Richt, third hour. Jeff Capel of the victorious Pitt Panthers. They went to Chapel Hill, and last night Pitt beat Carolina in a men's basketball game in Chapel Hill for the first time ever. Now, they haven't played nearly as many times as Clemson and Carolina have played in that sport. We'll see if the never streak ends this coming weekend. It was Pitt over Carolina last night, 73-65. to 65. My answers to those questions of the day, Kevin in Burlington wants to get the phone calls rolling as you chime in on the NFL and college hoops questions of the day. Matt Rule, David Tepper, Roy Williams, Justin Williams, Jimmy Butler, Tiger Woods in the news, and more chicken soup for your sports soul. Those coming a little bit later this this hour. 1-800-849-2761. We'll give away the Canes tickets later in honor of Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. We're coming to your calls and my answers to the question of the day next of the David Glenn Show. Dean in Wilmington, you're up on the David Glenn Show. The NCAA book on violations is so sick Superman has trouble carrying. This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours, okay? <laughs> Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Things were ugly. We didn't do a good job. I told them I'm not going to. I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm ticked off and all those kind of things right now. But we're going to try to get better, and we're going to try to do it. And I told them if you're going to give in, if you're going to go belly up just because things aren't going well, uh, then you're not the guy that I recruit. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A little from UNC coach Roy Williams. A bad situation got worse last night for the Tar Heels. Pitt had never beaten Carolina in men's basketball at UNC until last night. Jeff Capel, second-year Pitt coach, will drop by here on the David Glenn Show in less than 60 minutes. Remember, he's a former Duke player and assistant coach. His brother Jason is a former UNC basketball star. So Jason was the enemy in the Smith Center despite once wearing the light blue. Jeff Capel later this month will be the enemy at Cameron Indoor Stadium as he takes on his own alma mater. So a lot to discuss even beyond the basic basketball. A frustrated Roy Williams there. As we come to Kevin in Burlington and you, two questions of the day. That was Roy Williams in his own words. We have Justin Williams of the Canes in his own words from yesterday. Matt Rule of the Panthers. David Tepper, the Panthers owner, in their own words from their press conference yesterday. Even some others as we look forward to Jeff Capel dropping and by next hour, Tom Dundon, the guy who owns the Carolina Hurricanes, will be with us third hour. Mark Richt of the ACC Network will drop by to talk college football. Our questions of the day are for NFL fans and college hoops fans. On the NFL side, if you had to pick an NFL lock of the weekend, straight up, no point spread, what would it be and why? I have one for you, although I encourage you not to bet the kids' college tuition fund. Minnesota at San Francisco, Tennessee at Baltimore. Texans at Chiefs, Seahawks at Packers. Which of those eight, if you had to bet your life on a win, straight-up win, which would you pick and why? 1-800-849-2761. I'll give you my pick shortly. On the college basketball side, what did you learn or relearn about your favorite team last night? Duke over Georgia Tech. It was close in the second half for a while in Atlanta. NC State beats Notre Dame in a comeback victory. Pitt beats Carolina. Florida State goes to Winston-Salem and takes out Wake Forest. There were other games, of course, beyond the ACC. I would say the two most important results, as we come to Kevin in Burlington and you, 
1-800-849-2761. NFL Lock of the Weekend, or what you learned, good or bad, about the team you like the most or hate the most in college basketball last night. Most of the results you could chalk up as mostly expected. Now, the details we can discuss, but the most important results were on the upside, NC State beating Notre Dame, and on the downside, Pitt beating North Carolina. The Tar Heels are struggling. They are the least gifted team of Roy Williams' 17 years in Chapel Hill. I'm surprised that some people are even debating the truth of that. You can debate the rest of it. Why did he share it? What's he trying to say? What are those kids supposed to think when they hear that out of their coach's mouth? But anybody who doesn't think it's true, please show me the UNC basketball roster that had less talent overall than what Roy Williams is dealing with, especially while Cole Anthony is not part of the healthy roster. Cole Anthony's going to be a top five NBA draft pick. Armando Baycott someday will be an NBA draft pick. There might not be another one on the team. Carolina sometimes has six, seven, eight future NBA guys on a single roster, including during the Roy Williams tenure over these last 17 years. It is the least gifted team. I'm going to ask Jeff Capel of Pitt about that as well. He'll probably be careful with his choice of words because coaches tend to do that when they're talking about somebody else's team. But last year, Carolina beat Pitt by 25 at Pittsburgh. You're on the road, and you win by 25. You're at home, and you lose to a Pitt team that has many of the same players. But a Tar Heel team that, remember, said goodbye to Cam Johnson, goodbye to Luke May, goodbye to freshman one-and-done sensations, Kobe White and Nasir Little, goodbye to Kenny Williams. They, they lost six important players, the Tar Heels. It is the least gifted team of Roy's 17 years and one of the least gifted in my 33 years covering the Tar Heels. I don't see how that part is a debate. Carolina's 8-7. and seven. Pitt gets a nice win. The Tar Heels fall further down in the pack. Let me go to Kevin in Burlington. I'll tell you why I think NC State's win was the most worthy of celebration last night and why the Tar Heels' loss is the most worthy of alarm. Again, most of the other results were easier to see coming. Kevin, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. All right. So I was there at the game last night, and the biggest thing that jumped out at me was just the lack of leadership where, you know, not even just at crunch time when we were down, but shot clock stuff. Like, it just seemed like nobody wanted the ball. It, it didn't, the offense had no rhythm, and we got no perimeter game, and they were hitting their threes. And if that happens to us, we're going to get beat every time. Uh, how's this how's this summary for you the carolina front court dominated the pit front court and the pit guards dominated the tar heel guards i mean you know you don't need to have a phd in basketball to see both of those themes and in modern college basketball if you had one or the other if you could pick of course you're going to take the better guards and that's what jeff capel just rode to victory and that's why roy williams is pulling his hair out because there just aren't any above-average ACC guards on that roster when Cole Anthony is wearing street clothes? I don't think he. I don't think one man's the answer. I'm not sure if Cole Anthony, if one guy can change what I saw last night. Now, Roy Williams can change it. I think that he's the man that could do it, but I want to end with my lock if I can. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, 
I like the Vikings by 10. I think Garoppolo and Shanahan's playoff experience, they got to have some going Interesting. Like everybody else. Interesting. I haven't gotten a lot of votes for any of the visiting teams for the NFL lock of the weekend. I appreciate you call, your call, Kevin. Here's the thing with Cole Anthony. Number one, he automatically, quickly, immediately makes the Tar Heels better on defense. He's a ball hawk. He's quick. He's passionate on defense. Every possession initiated against the Tar Heels right now is not all that stressful by the opponent. Cole Anthony's in the game, it becomes immediately stressful. And I don't just mean steals. I mean quickness, attitude, passion. You don't usually talk about a freshman that way, but uh, Trey Jones did it for Duke last year as a freshman point guard. Brilliant defensive player. Not many freshmen fit that description, but Cole Anthony whose, of course, offensive skill set is what has the NBA guys most interested in him. He's a two-way player now, and he can change games with his defense. He, of course, he was averaging 19 points per game, one of the leading freshman scorers in the entire country. Like, everybody sees the offensive, dynamic nature of Cole Anthony. He upgrades them offensively immediately. He upgrades them defensively immediately. And part of the problem, beyond what Kevin saw last night, Trey McGowan's of Pitt is comfortable initiating a possession. He's comfortable taking a kick out and making a three-point shot. Xavier Johnson has some version of that skill set and others, Ryan Murphy, et cetera. Do you know what Andrew Playtech is fundamentally? He's a catch-and-shoot three-point guy. Do you know what Brandon Robinson is fundamentally? He's a catch-and-shoot three-point guy. You know what Leaky Black is fundamentally? These are all the Tar Heel guards. He's a Theo Pinson I'm not really supposed to shoot. I'm a Swiss Army knife defender. I can distribute it a little bit, but I'm not the guy who's supposed to create a bucket. That's not who Leaky Black is. Brandon Robinson and Andrew Playtech, maybe they did this in high school. They probably did. But at the college level, they ain't initiating offense against ACC caliber defenses. Francis, the freshman, is an intriguing player and helping some. But you can't ask that guy to be above average in the ACC after two years missed. He didn't play high school basketball for two years because of his various injuries. He was one for nine last night against Pitt. Two points in 24 minutes. Brandon Robinson's trying hard. He's trying to be the senior leader. If, if Cole Anthony is back, guess what Brandon Robinson is allowed to go back to being? What he was born to be. A catch-and-shoot three-point player who helps on defense and can slash to the baskets, etc. Brandon Robinson is never was never envisioned as give him the ball at the top of the key and let him create something. Trey McGowan's of Pitt can do that. You know, Chris Likes at Miami can do that. Pick your favorite team in the ACC or your least favorite team. You know, Jordan Wara at Louisville can play inside or outside or hit threes or put the ball on the floor. Every other team, Cassius Stanley from the wing at Duke, Trey Jones from the point at Duke, you need a bucket and you give the ball to somebody at the top of the key, it is in their skill set. Georgia Tech, not a great team overall. Jose Alvarado can do it and Michael DeVoe can do it. That's two guys right there in your backcourt. The Heels' healthy roster has nobody with that skill set. Zero. When Cole Anthony comes back, guess what? they get to go back to the job descriptions that they were molded for. It is painful to watch when the shot clock is going down 
and the Tar Heels have to call a play where you just say, hey, whatever offense you just ran for the last 15 seconds did not create a high percentage shot. Somebody at some points just got to create. There is nobody. Kevin was talking about willingness, like in hearts and who's into it and who, who wants the ball. It's not that simple. They don't want the ball because they're smart enough to know this is not what I do best. Because of personnel shortcomings, I'm being asked to go way beyond my comfort zone. Almost every other ACC team has one or two guys that can create if necessary. If not for themselves, then for a teammate on a kickout. The Heels have nobody who fits that description. Garrison Brooks and Armando Baycott, their big guys, played well last night. Dominated Pitt's front court. But they don't initiate offense as guys, you know, six, nine, seven feet tall. That's not what they do. Andrew Playtech, Christian Keeling, KJ Smith, Brandon Robinson, Leaky Black, Jeremiah Francis. This is not in their skill set. I'm not saying they can't get better, but Roy Williams has the least gifted team of his 17 years in Chapel Hill, and there are no easy answers to be found. I'm not even saying it'll be easy when Anthony gets back. They need to get better at learning how to play with Cole Anthony. But it is close to hopeless. Not that you can't win a game. It is, it is close to hopeless in terms of building an NCAA tournament caliber resume with those guards trying to run this system. 1-800-849-2761. Great guests all later. Jeff Capel from Pitt, victorious in Chapel Hill last night. Tom Dundon, Carolina Hurricanes owner, third hour. Mark Richt on college football. It's Tigers versus Tigers this coming Monday night. The former Georgia and Miami head coach drops by as a member of the ACC network on his way to New Orleans and that college football national championship game. You can be next on one of our questions of the day or NFL or college basketball more generally. We'll give you more of Justin Williams and Roy Williams in his own words, David Tepper and Matt Rule of the Panthers in their own words college basketball question of the day what did you learn or relearn about your favorite team last night the bad news i just described was for the tar heels really good news for the nc state Wolfpack among the results of the games i watched last night more of my thoughts on that with more of your answers to our question of the day what did you learn or relearn about your favorite team or maybe maybe the team you hate the most last night nfl question of the day if you had to pick an NFL lock of this coming weekend, which team would it be? No point spread, just straight up. Your life depends on getting one game right. I'll give you my pick and take more of yours. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks who work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. People have asked me, why do you want to take on this next chapter of your life? Well, Coach, you had a great thing at Baylor. Why did you want to go to the NFL? And it's, it's really simple to me. I start every decision in my life with why. And, and I love the game of football. It's a special game. It's the greatest game that there is. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A little Matt Rule for you. Introduced officially as the head coach of your Carolina Panthers. David Tepper and he bonded over being short order cooks in their youth. Over growing up in a blue collar environment in which nothing was handed to them. They both describe each other as straight talkers, no BS kind of guys. 
and they really bonded over about a five-plus-hour meeting at M Matt Rule's house near near uh, Baylor there in Waco, Texas, earlier this week. Now the deal is done. Matt Rule, your new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. More of the big newsmakers of the day in their own words. David Tepper, Matt Rule, Roy Williams, Justin Williams, Jimmy Butler, one of the ultimate alpha males of the NBA. He had a throwdown with former Wolfpack star T.J. Warren last night in an NBA game. More on that with more of your calls. All three guests later, Jeff Capel of the Pitt Panthers. They went to Chapel Hill and beat the Heels last night. Tom Dundon of the Carolina Hurricanes. He owns the team. They signed Justin Williams, the 38-year-old three-time Stanley Cup champion yesterday. So he is back in the uniform of the team he captained last year uh, during and into the play during the regular seasons season on that great run and into that fantastic playoff stretch as well the canes are pursuing that outdoor winter classic game at carter finley stadium we'll see if tom dundon can give us an update on that as well he drops by at the start of hour number three mark richt on college football todd is in swansboro oscar is in pilot mountain our questions of the day are these for nfl fans if you had to pick an nfl lock of the weekend which team would it be and why no point spread just straight up the vikings are at the 49ers i like the 49ers but i would not bet on that game titans at ravens i think the ravens are going to win the super bowl but i wouldn't bet on that game either and i'll tell you why the texans are at the chiefs that's the game if i had to pick a lock i would pick the seahawks are at the packers i wouldn't touch that one either i actually believe that neither seattle nor green bay is good enough to win the super bowl i think the other three games this weekend all include at least one team good enough to win the Super Bowl. I think the Seahawks and the Packers both have enough holes. I mean, somebody's going to win. Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. It's worth watching. Two good teams. I don't think either matches up with some of the other heavier weights, if you will, in the NFL. The Texans at the Chiefs would be my lock of the weekend, and I would take the home team, Kansas City. Almost all the votes, by the way, are going for home teams, understandably so. As we come to your calls on that NFL question of the day, if you had to pick an NFL lock of the weekend, what would it be and why? In College Hoops, here's your question. What did you learn about your favorite team, or relearn perhaps, from last night's games, Duke over Georgia Tech in Atlanta, State over Notre Dame in Raleigh, Pitt over Carolina in Chapel Hill, Florida State over Wake Forest in Winston-Salem. I gave you more of my thoughts on the doldrums in Chapel Hill. The highlight to me, although Duke showed grit in beating Georgia Tech, that was closer than I thought it would be. And, and Wake should not be embarrassed by losing to the number 10 team in the nation, Florida State. The highlight, sort of counterbalancing the low light for the Tar Heels, was NC State. And the most important thing I learned is that old Markel Johnson still lives within new Markel Johnson. Because Markel, to this point in the season, folks, as I come back to your calls, NFL and College Hoops questions of the day, 1-800-849-2761 if you'd like to be next. Markel Johnson, the distributor, has been alive all season long. He's been a very good point guard in that capacity. He's trying to upgrade his defense the way Kevin Keats has been asking him for three years now. He has been a good distributor, many nights, high assist rate, low turnovers most of the time. But the Markel Johnson, who was a very good three, uh, free throw shooter and a pretty good three-point shooter, disappeared. Folks, his averages had gotten to the point of embarrassment. How does an almost 80% free throw shooter 
start to hit only half of his free throws. If you're the star point guard and you're in the lead, you're supposed to get the ball at the end so that if they foul you, you just calmly stroke two out of two and you move on to victory. That's how it's supposed to be. And Markel, for most of his career, has been a good free throw shooter. Not this year at all, hovering just above 50%. Same from three-point range. Now, he was not Hubert Davis from three-point range. He was not Rodney Monroe, but he was a pretty good three-point shooter for most of his career. That bottomed out. Like, if you get to the point where you're not hitting 30% of your threes and it's not a small sample size, I mean, the season's at the midpoint, folks. We're halfway through the number of games you will play in the regular season, and Markel Johnson was shooting less than 30% from three-point land. You can shoot 35%, and your coach is still okay with it. 40%, you're among the league leaders. 30%, they start looking at you funny. And under 30%, you're not supposed to take them anymore unless there's a reason for us to believe that you're just in a slump and you're going to get out of that slump. Last night, State collectively put together a gritty, tough, clutch, come-from-behind win against a well-coached-by-Mike-Bray veteran team. There are all sorts of juniors and seniors on the court as the Irish led the pack at half and into the second half, and State didn't flinch. And State wins 73-68. to It was the most important win, I thought, of all the games we watched last night. Markel Johnson, senior point guard, was brilliant in the other ways. Seven assists, helping on the boards, four rebounds, three steals, creating opportunities for himself and teammates defensively. He also had 27 points. And at the line, he was old Markel, five out of six. And from the three-point stripe, he was old Markel, four out of nine. That's the Markel Johnson that would make some have rolled their eyes at me as I say, you know, after the top four of Duke, Florida State, Louisville, UVA. I keep saying that the Wolfpack has the next highest ceiling, especially without Cole Anthony back for the Tar Heels. And some say, oh, they're a roller coaster. They're unpredictable. They don't play enough defense. They don't have this. They don't have that. And, and a lot of that is correct. But in a relative world, who has a higher ceiling outside of those top three or four than the Wolfpack? They're playing brilliant offense, even with Markell's shooting struggles. They just beat Notre Dame without C.J. Bryce, who for the season has been their best player. D.J. Funderburk inside, Markell Johnson at point, C.J. Bryce on the wing. That's a heck of a big three. Now, they haven't all been on the court together at the same time nearly enough for Kevin Keats' liking, right? When they lost to Georgia Tech, two of their three best players were out. Remember that? No Markel Johnson, no D.J. Funderburk. So you lose a close one to the Yellow Jackets, but while without two of your three best players. What team is going to be, oh, no big deal, without two of their three best players? Ask the Tar Heels what it's like to lose your best player, right? So NC State had that loss. Last night, they get a win without C.J. Bryce, their best player so far this season. I had him on my midseason All-ACC team. Markel Johnson, 27 points, but the details matter. Four for nine from three-point range, five out of six from the free-throw line. Guys who have been good shooters for their whole lives – don't just all of a sudden forget how to shoot. It just doesn't happen. It was only a matter of time. Is he stressing out over his pro potential? Are there chemistry issues? Who knows the whole why? Is it a mechanical thing with his shot? You wouldn't expect that of a senior, but something was wrong for a while. His, his percentages had tanked, and now, at least for a game, 
old Markel is still living inside of new Markel. And that was the most important positive news, I thought, to come out of any of those games last night. That is the second best win of the season for NC State. Remember, they beat Wisconsin in early December. And that's a really nice resume builder to have on your side. 73-68 in comeback fashion over Notre Dame is, is I think, their second best win. Markel Johnson, the most important development among those details. 1-800-849-2761. Todd actually has the Wolfpack and the NFL on his mind, so a perfect time to go to him. Todd in Swansboro, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. PG, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, I was uh, driving back from my girlfriend's house in Atlanta last night, so obviously I'm scanning the uh, the radio to try to find some games. So I, I was switching back and forth between State and the Carolina game. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny, you talk about Markel Johnson and his shooting woes. If, if you've ever played organized basketball and been tasked with being a point guard, I, I almost think that those point guard duties may be uh, attributed to his uh, shooting woes. Interesting. So to speak, because him being occupied with having to distribute the ball and having to facilitate things uh, on the court. A lot of times, I think mentally, you get out of that uh, that shooter's mentality a little bit. I've heard I've heard Duke fans and people apply this to Trey Jones, who works his tail off on defense, works his tail off distributing the ball, ball handling, of course. You can be – you're probably the most exhausted guy on the court at any given point, right? So it is harder to just keep your perfect mechanics if you're even a little bit out of breath. So I think there is something to that, although, you know, great shooters like a Kobe White at Carolina last year would say, ah, no big deal. No, you know, no problem at all. It doesn't hurt his shooting. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to go to my lock of the week. Uh, you know, DG, I've talked with you many a times. I, I grew up in Maryland. Uh, I'm a Ravens fan, but I'm telling you, I think that the, the Ravens uh, across the board have the most balanced team in the AFC. I agree. I think they're the most balanced team in the league, and if, if I had to bet my life, I would take the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. The reason I don't take them this weekend as my lock, I do think the Ravens will beat the Titans. It just scares me that Derrick Henry runs so well and Ryan Tannehill has been like the golden version of himself. The Ravens, though, by the way, have not lost a football game since week four. Like, what was the what was the date on the calendar come week four? Is that the end of September? They haven't lost a they have not lost a football game in three months. They're good. They're going to yep. win. They're, I just I can see the Titans gobbling up the clock approach. That scares me a little bit. And if Tannehill needs to convert some third downs against a really good Ravens defense, I think he can do it. Those are, by the way, two of the three best rushing offenses in the NFL. And a lot of times that keeps the clock running, right? So, And Lamar Jackson, of course, is part of the rushing attack for the Ravens. It's mostly Derrick Henry, the NFL rushing leader this year. Uh, he's a handful. And that's, again, I like your Ravens team to win. I'm just taking the Chiefs as my lock, in part because I don't think the Texans, and you all know how much I respect Deshaun Watson, he just doesn't have enough help. His defense isn't good enough, whereas the Titans, I think, offer just a slightly more dangerous version of those things in terms of the well-rounded nature of it all. 
Thanks for listening, man. 1-800-849-2761. We'll get to Oscar and Pilot Mountain. We'll get to you. We'll get to Jeff Capel of Pitt. We'll get to Tom Dundon of the Carolina Hurricanes. Mark Richt of the ACC Network. Those guests are all later. You can join us on the other side. 1-800-849-2761. About 90% of you are taking one of the home teams as your lock of the week. Niners over Vikings. Ravens over Titans. My pick, the Chiefs over the Texans. The Packers over the Seahawks. Although the Seattle's getting as much support as any of the visitors on NFL Divisional Weekend as the playoff continues. Playoffs continue. College Hoops question, what'd you learn or relearn about the team you like most or hate most last night? My most important, I think, developments in my eyes, State's win and the Markel Johnson details, the Tar Heels' loss and their backcourt debacle. More of my thoughts on last night and looking forward in College Hoops with more of your calls next. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this, this is everything a, open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Oscar in Pilot Mountain has been waiting patiently. Everybody wants in on the questions of the day. If you had to pick an NFL lock of the weekend, which team would it be? I have the Chiefs over the Texans. All due respect to Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt. We'll continue to take your calls on that. Also, college basketball. Duke wins last night at Georgia Tech. State beats Notre Dame in comeback fashion. Pitt takes down the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. The Deeks lost to Florida State in Winston-Salem. Question of the day for Hoops fans. What did you learn or relearn about the team you love or hate the most last night? Oscar may want in on both. Welcome to the David Glenn Show from Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. This is Oscar Natum. Hey, man. Good to have you with us. What's on your mind? Well, I think that uh, the Baltimore Ravens are the lock of the week because they have the best quarterback and the best offense. I'm, I'm okay with it. They'd be my second pick. The Titans just scare me because of Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. But I, I feel you. If, if the Titans are going to win, they're going to have to gobble up clock. And the Ravens' defense is better than it was last year. So I think you're right. I would take the Ravens as well, but the Chiefs over the Texans are my lock. And what would you think in college hoops land? Well, um, I went to the Wake Forest uh, Florida State game uh, because I got tickets from, from you guys. Cool. And if Florida State is the number 10 team in the nation, then Wake Forest is a lot better than people think because and they had the best player, Campbell, out. And, you know, they lost by, you know, double digits. But they had the lead one time. I watched that game on TV, and I was thinking to myself, for those who don't see Wake a lot, Brandon Childress, their senior point guard, is a very good player, and he was very good against Florida State last night. Their other best player is a junior wing named Sean D. Brown. Sean D. missed the game last night. And Wake's another one of those teams where if you take one of their two best players out of the lineup, it just changes everything. Florida State 78-68 over the Deeks, but I agree with what Oscar said. Jeff Capel, soon you can call next. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand to hug to hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.